Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast with me, your host, Claire Yosa. And today we are talking about what finding my keys in the fridge teaches us about imposter syndrome self-sabotage strategies. This episode is for you if you secretly know you are self-sabotaging due to imposter syndrome or someone in your team is and you don't know how to stop it. The Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast is brought to you with love from Claire Yosa. It is bite-sized inspiration for becoming the real you. Practical, science-based, research-backed, with a generous dollop of humour, and what we call woo power, engineer-approved, of course, if you already know Claire. This is to help you to lead with courage, confidence, and passion, having the impact your ideas and dreams deserve, with less effort, and definitely without the fear. As a brilliant first step, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you have hit subscribe so you catch every episode and take Claire's free research-backed quiz-style assessment to get your imposter syndrome score and a personalised action plan as her gift so you can start turning things around today. Go to ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com forward slash quiz and in the next three minutes you'll get your score, your action plan and be ready to start waving goodbye to imposter syndrome once and for all. So yes, confession time, I do occasionally find my keys in the fridge. To be honest, I'm pretty good at this now. I have a routine where I get in the front door, there's a drawer in our entrance hall, the keys go in there, I shut the drawer and it's become an autopilot habit. But before I had that habit, my keys used to turn up in the strangest of places. So in today's Ditching Imposter Syndrome episode, we're going to talk about why my keys really end up in the fridge. And it's not because I need one of those special long-armed white coats and a cell with mattresses for walls. What my imposter syndrome iceberg model teaches us about this and how you can then apply that to yourself. How burnout, toxic resilience and stress make the keys in the fridge thing worse. The secret about self-sabotaging and imposter syndrome and why trying to deal with this consciously with mindset and positive thinking doesn't work. It doesn't matter how hard you try, it's not your fault. And I want to share with you today a self-mentoring question you can use right now to unpick what's secretly causing your runaway train of self-sabotage and how to stop it from leaving the station in the first place. So back in 2008, I spent a couple of years studying to certify as a meditation and mindfulness teacher. And one of the huge things we focused on was awareness. It's not all about hanging out with unicorns on your 29th chakra. It was about being really present here in the moment and how much of our life runs on autopilot without us even realising. To be honest, over those two years, it was quite a shock. I hadn't really, I hadn't really grasped, despite having two young children who really keep you in the moment, and I was a single mother at the time as well, so life was full on. I hadn't really grasped how little of it I was noticing. And that is because I was struggling with something that is incredibly common, but rarely spoken about. I was spending most of my time stuck in my stress head. I was stuck in my thinking mind. I was overthinking. I was worrying, what ifing, catastrophizing. I talk about mind story drama when I work on this with clients or teach it on courses. I was definitely stuck in my inner critic's drama world. And that meant 
I wasn't really present in my body most of the time. So this is why, for example, in my natural resilience method, which is a five-step process I've developed over the last 20 years to deeply clear out imposter syndrome, burnout and toxic resilience, the very first step is about pressing pause. It's about coming back here now, getting out of your stress head and into your body because when we're stuck in our stress head, making change in the physical world is pretty tough. So I had a newborn and a toddler on my own in a place I didn't really know anybody and my keys would regularly end up in the fridge. The first few times it happened, I actually thought it was my toddler. <laughs> okay, so I apologise to him. He's 18 now. Uh, I know it wasn't him. It was me because I was running on autopilot. I wasn't consciously present. I wasn't consciously aware of what was happening in my day-to-day -day world other than the the people screaming at me, bless their hearts, for nappies and food, and the stories that I was telling myself. And I'm seeing this kind of thing with clients and students all the time at the moment. After the pandemic, which has really dragged on, I'm seeing so many people stuck in overwhelm and burnout. It's almost like they are using everything they can to distract them as an avoidance strategy, getting out of their bodies because being present here in the physical and dealing with what's happening around them feels unsafe. It feels scary. They're overwhelmed. They're exhausted. And a lot of them are stuck in hypervigilance, which is where the fight, flight, freeze response gets stuck full on and you're constantly looking for threats. So over the past few years, when I've been researching imposter syndrome, we've been running an international research study. It's allowed us to develop a model that we call the imposter syndrome iceberg. And this explains why my keys end up in the fridge. So at the very top of the iceberg, allegedly above the surface, we've got our actions. Just below the surface, kind of on the surface, we've got our thoughts. Below that, our beliefs. Below that, what's important to us. And right at the bottom, our sense of self, who we think we are. Now, if you ask most people, are you consciously aware of their actions? They would say yes. But how many times have you been driving, for example, on a motorway and suddenly looked up at a gantry and gone, I actually have no idea where I am, <laughs> which bit of motorway I'm on for this journey or how I got here. So actually, although officially our actions are above the surface, when we're stressed, burning out, worrying, what ifing, catastrophizing, we're spending so much energy and attention on those thoughts that we lose track of what's happening in the physical world around us. And this is how my keys were ending up in the fridge. My entire actions were running on autopilot as a stress coping mechanism. I wasn't consciously aware of what I was doing. I was really relying heavily on the unconscious part of my mind that knew how to keep my heart beating and my hair growing and make sure my kids got fed while my head, my conscious mind, did all of its worrying and catastrophizing. And burnout and toxic resilience make this keys in the fridge thing worse because they kick us out of our body. When we're super stressed, being in the body is not a nice place to be. It's flooded with stress hormones, but also a lot of what's causing the stress is what I call the mind story fear, the mind story drama. Those stories that we're telling ourselves, the more we crank those up, which we often don't even realise that we're doing, or try to drown them out with things like multi-screening, yeah? And being busy and any other avoidance strategy, the more likely we are to become 
no longer consciously aware of our physical world actions. So what has this got to do with imposter syndrome and self-sabotaging? Here's the thing. The more our actions get pushed into the unconscious mind, the less physically present we are, the less grounded we are, the more worried and stressed we are, the more stuck in our stress heads that we are, the less likely we are to be consciously aware of our actions. We lean more heavily on the unconscious mind and its faithful autopilots. And those autopilots are really useful. It means you don't have to relearn how to ride a bike every time you sit on a saddle. But when it comes to imposter syndrome, they can be really destructive. With imposter syndrome, self-sabotage can be anything from not speaking up with that brilliant idea through to not going for the promotion you've been secretly dreaming of and then resenting whoever gets it in your place, to toning down your message, to overgiving, having poor boundaries. There are so many ways we self-sabotage because the unconscious mind prioritises keeping us safe. And there is a secret truth about self-sabotaging due to imposter syndrome. And I just want to briefly interrupt this episode to let you know, if you're finding this useful, make sure you're inside the Imposter Syndrome Hacks app. The March 2024 topic we're doing as our monthly hack is escaping the stress cycle. It's all about how to feel like you've got a magic wand to press pause on stress and negative self-talk in under 60 seconds. And the April 2024 monthly hack theme is what I call my 60 second courage creator how to get past the flinch factor without risking burnout or pushing on through the fear. To get these, if you're already a Courage Club member, just pop into your Imposter Syndrome Hacks app, click on the Courses tab, and you will see the Monthly Hacks training. If you're new to that app, then go to impostersyndromehacks.com and you can get a 30-day free trial and a special reduced rate as a founder member. Just go to impostersyndromehacks.com, register, and you can be starting with this month's hack for imposter syndrome, preventing burnout, shrinking your stress levels, and cranking up your confidence in the next five minutes. The self-sabotaging behavior is actually kicked off by the unconscious mind. And the conscious mind takes a while to catch up. So the unconscious mind and the body process information from the outside world slightly sooner than the thinking mind. Because actually, you don't want to have to sit there and have a whole discussion with yourself about whether or not you're going to cross the road if there's a car coming that you maybe hadn't consciously noticed. So it's a really useful thing that keeps us safe. And it's a biological mechanism we definitely want to keep. But when it comes to imposter syndrome, the unconscious mind and the body process the information of someone saying, hey, Claire, what do you think? Ah! Yeah. (laughs) Episode 33. You need to go and listen to this. If it happens to you, if your mind goes blank in meetings, it's about why that is and what you can do about it. And the more we're relying on the unconscious mind to look after our day-to-day actions because we're not fully present, the longer it takes for us to notice when it's got us doing things that maybe the conscious mind is saying, come on, Claire, that's just silly. Of course you can share your opinion. What's the big deal? So self-sabotage is run by the subconscious mind and it takes the conscious thinking mind a while to catch up and realise what's going on. By the time it does that, you've probably turned down the opportunity or maybe left it slightly too long to reply to that email or you've volunteered a butt and self-criticism when you were being praised or you've even suggested someone else for a golden opportunity to shine instead of yourself. 
Trying to stop self-sabotage when it's already been triggered by the unconscious mind is like trying to catch a runaway train. The conscious mind is like a signalman who sees the train coming and desperately pulls the lever to stop it, but the train's already moving at full speed and the brakes take time to engage, so it continues hurtling down the track. In the same way, our unconscious mind can trigger self-sabotaging behaviours before we even realise what's happening. By the time our conscious mind catches up, it's often too late to stop that behaviour. So to truly stop the self-sabotage, we need to address the underlying causes and clear the hidden fears that are driving it, rather than hoping we can spot it, catch it and stop it once it's already in progress. There's only so much you can self-sabotage and still fulfil your potential. Trying to control imposter syndrome by monitoring your thoughts and actions risks you feeling like you're constantly on high alert. That's exhausting. It pushes us further out of the body, more into the thinking mind, leaning more heavily even still on the unconscious mind and actually ironically increasing the likelihood of keep-you-safe self-sabotage behaviours. Instead of playing constant catch-up with your unconscious mind you need to do the beneath the surface work. There's a self-mentoring question I want to share with you today that can really help. And I do not recommend you do this in the middle of self-sabotaging because your inner drama gene will be controlling your self-talk at that point. This is for something when you've calmed down afterwards, okay? And if you've got access to my Ditching Imposter Syndrome Transformation Toolkit, that's link in the comments, this is the kind of thing that it really helps to do the exercises from step one first, that pressing pause, getting out of your stress head, the techniques that it shares in the transformation toolkit for how to get grounded really fast, even if you feel like that runaway train is going full pelt in your head and in your body. So getting grounded, thinking about the self-sabotage, pick a three or a four out of ten. Yeah, if you want to deal with the biggies, please get in touch and let us know and we'll connect you with one of my certified master coaches. That self-mentoring question. Thinking about the self-sabotage behaviour. What is this specific self-sabotage doing for me? So what is that self-sabotage doing for me? You might want to flip the question around. What do I get to avoid through that self-sabotage? Let the answers bubble up without judgment, without analysis. And then a bonus question. How could I meet that need in a healthier way? So those self-mentoring questions, they help you to spot what it is that might be driving that self-sabotage. So either you can use the techniques that, for example, are in ditching imposter syndrome or the imposter syndrome boot camp to clear them out. I've got techniques in there that work in just minutes. Or as I say, get yourself some support from a certified imposter syndrome first aider or master coach. Get in touch and we'll connect you with one. What is this self-sabotage doing for me? What do I get to avoid? How could I meet that need in a healthier way? When you identify that hidden driver for the self-sabotage and clear it out in ways that allow you to resolve it and release it, then you don't need the self-sabotage behaviour anymore. It shrinks your stress levels, it cranks up your confidence and that is a whole wedge of imposter syndrome coping strategies you can send straight to the recycling. So that is what me hiding my keys in the fridge has to do with imposter syndrome self-sabotage. And if you're listening to this episode when it comes out in May 2023, you need to get a wiggle on if you want to join us to become an imposter syndrome first aider to get certified in the foundation level for this work. 
And if you're an experienced coach or therapist, this is also the deadline for joining the 2024 Imposter Syndrome Master Coach Programme, the first aider programme that starts in June as a prerequisite. It does also run again in November, but then you're going to be cutting it really fine because the I think there's only then a week between the first aider programme and the start of the Master Coach. So check out the show notes for information. You can There's a link that you can book yourself onto the first aid of training right away, but you have to apply to join the Master Coach program. Remember episode 33, Why Imposter Syndrome Makes Your Mind Go Blank in Meetings. And full how-to on all of this is in the book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome and the Ditching Imposter Syndrome Transformation Toolkit. It brings the book to life. It's based on the audio book, which is out now. Woohoo! <laughs> only took four years and it gives you extra bonus trainings videos a virtual journal mentor in your pocket it's all there to help make your transformation journey really easy and I'd love to hear from you there is a link in the show notes to where we're discussing this both on LinkedIn and Instagram do you have an equivalent autopilot of leaving your keys in the fridge and how might it feel for you to be able to cut your stress levels, clear out imposter syndrome, so you never lose your keys again. I'll be back next week with more. I hope you have an amazing week. And remember, subscribe. If you've enjoyed this, subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you so much. I hope you have loved today's episode of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast. If you are serious about setting yourself free from the fear of feeling like a fraud and being found out once and for all, I would love to share the Ditching Imposter Syndrome transformation toolkit with you. It's based on the audiobook, but with so much more, and it helps you to make that vital difference between information and implementation, fast tracking your breakthroughs so you get low effort high impact change. Find out more and get started today at ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com forward slash toolkit.